Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode on religions, regimes and refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and I hope you had a great, great weekend. Thank you for your time and your support to my podcast. So today we're going to do something very small. Um, 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 I am going to talk about... um, the um, Mughal history uh, being removed from our textbooks, or should I say, uh, a very small portion of it. Okay, let, let's put it this way. Uh, Mughal history removed from our textbooks, but how much? A very small part of it. And we have seen a, 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 a volcanic eruption in the liberal press. I mean, it is insulting to say the least. Uh, but... Um, Let's just go to it. Um, so we, as a child growing up in India, we know we've had Mughal history across the board. Okay, from the the smallest of the the youngest of classes all the way up, uh, everything was Mughal. They thought everything Mughal because they had to cement their vote bank. Their vote bank was the the Muslims and the Christians, and they had to cement that alliance. And to to cement that alliance, they had to promote it in our in our minds, indoctrinate us with their rhetoric, so that we uh, we sort of become their um, factory workers. We produce and produce more and more, you know, um, sort of socialist, uh, subjugative, uh, submissive people and youth where we'll just repeat the same things that were brainwashed to us in our schools and academia and we'll continuously vote Congress, okay? So we know we've had moguls in our history textbooks across the board. Everything was mogul. The Taj Mahal, not, I mean, what else was actually taught to us compared to the Mughals. Really negligible. We had one page on on uh, uh, on uh, Guru Nanak. I mean, that was the most insulting, I think. Uh, this fellow was... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Guru Nanak was the founder of the Khalsa... Um, of the Khalsa Pant. Um, he, he was... Uh, he was a great guru, uh, uh, um, uh, someone who inspired a generation and generations to come, someone who started uh, the, the motion and the movement upwards, uphill to, towards uh, freedom. And the generations that came, in my opinion, Mahatma Gandhi and, and Nehru were beneficiaries of his his uh, his movement, his push towards education because he convinced people by a book, not by a sword. He convinced people by a book to be students of life, to be students of, of knowledge. Uh, and that's how he started what we know today as Sikhism, but it's actually the Khalsa. Um, he started that journey and 500 years later, we are at, on our own two feet and we've got issues, but look, we are on the way up. But that started with Guru Nanak. How much of Guru Nanak did we have on in our textbooks? One page. And actually, half the page was with his picture. The other half, I think, it was with um, with something written. There's nothing much, but it was filled with ridiculous. Um 
um, mogul history and and that's what i said yesterday our education system was made to promote factory workers not to promote innovators scientists but to promote factory workers and so we sort of being brainwashed and indoctrinated with one set of ideas and we sort of replicated again and again and that's how we went from 333 million to 1.4 billion so now they're going to remove it but not from every book okay so Children will study Mughal history from the NCRT books in class 7 and class 12. Uh, there will be some in class 8, not included in class 9 and 11. Okay, so it won't be there in detail. Okay, um, the Mughal history will be there, but will be shortened at various levels, and it has raised a political storm. The reason is India has had a huge, huge history. I mean, we are a civilization that goes back 10,000 years and we're still here, okay? There's no other civilization from the ancient world. And that means we have to cut short a lot of our history because we have to try and fit in as much as possible. There is nothing that we learned about the homes in, in, in East India, uh, Northeast India. There is nothing that we learned about, you know, we had one-liners and one page from, from books, from, from, from empires gone by that have produced so much. We learned about Tipu Sultan and Haider Ali, but what the hell did we need to learn about so much about them? I mean, why so much of Mughal and Islamic history in a Vedic country? I mean, there's no other country in the world that's going to teach our Vedic knowledge. No other country. Why are we not teaching it? Because we were slaves, factory workers, and, and slaves of a colonial invasion. And we still, we were, they still had a colonial hangover. So we had to cater to their colonial hangover of the relics of these colonial empires. And the vote bank politics, which is another form of saying colonial hangover, that's it. Neocolonialism, that's what we're saying. Islamic and Christian neocolonialism. And um, because we had to cater to them and they couldn't get over their habit, their alcoholic, uh, colonial alcoholic habit, as I like to put it, we had to keep on studying their knowledge, their history, and it was whitewashed to suit their new agenda. But what really happened is, is a huge, huge uh, uh, journey. I mean, I've had to buy so many books to find that knowledge myself. How many people have that money and the time to have this knowledge? Uh, not many. And so we are stuck with this... Um, with this ignorance. Uh, I mean, there was some people, you know, they were interviewing youth and they were saying, well, you know, um, what is Mother Teresa to you? Mother Teresa was the first person who started uh, volunteer work and uh, helping the poor. She was the first one who started it. And you're like, oh my goodness gracious me, is that what you're studying in school? Uh, as an ex-Christian, I was uh, flabbergasted. Uh, and so, there is so much not learned in our history books, so much in our geography books. I remember studying, um, uh, I remember studying about Canada. They said in geography, uh, Canada is a Nordic country or, um, um, yeah, uh, the native people of Canada are Eskimos. Um, and uh, they live in igloos. So I thought all Canadians live in igloos. 
And I was like, you've got to be kidding. When I came to North America, I'm like, where are the igloos? And they were, there are no igloos here. You got to really walk up north to, 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 to find an igloo in the winter. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. So there's so much that they haven't, but why have they kept this mogul history on? Because, they, like I said, they need to cater to their vote bank. If they do not cater to their vote bank, then you're not going to get anything. Now, if they had get, been uh, balanced across the board, okay, you would not see this polarization. Why do we see a polarization? Why do we see someone going the other side and, and you know... Um, completely cutting off one side because for the last 60 years we've had only the side of the congress license raj vote bank they've they've pushed us to another side they've literally kept out everything that needed to be kept out because they absolutely despise Hindus absolutely despise the Vedic civilization. They are so acutely supremacist that they think they are better than Tao. They think they can remove a civilization from its roots and just do away with a 10,000-year civilization while giving us Mughal history, Mughal, 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 Mughal. That's all they're going to do. And by that, they're going to destroy history. They're going to destroy our knowledge. They're going to destroy our roots. Do you think a 10,000-year civilization is just going to go like that? You, do you not think that somewhere up the line we're going to wake up and say, enough is enough, what are you doing? Um, but they don't understand. The Congress is, the earth is flat, and all those allies of them who ally with their ideology all think that the earth is flat. They don't understand that we are frequencies. That means if you push to one side, you'll have an equal and opposite reaction on the other side because we are frequencies and they have not taken responsibility for the ignorance in our textbooks for making us factory workers um you know subjugative submissive factory workers like i talked in yesterday's podcast and because of that we have become uh we we, we just become redundant as a civilization compared to what our ancestors had i mean in the indus valley civilization 4,000 years ago, uh, we had uh, drainage systems, we had uh, urban areas with drainage systems. Look at our slums today, we don't have any drains, we don't have water, there are no toilets. And we have, but 4,000 years ago, they had that. And this is the product of the Congress uh, education system. Like I said, it's, it was made to produce factory workers and not challenge the status quo, give the Congress and their allies and their like-minded uh, uh, ideologues votes continuously for the rest of history. And they thought that, you know, they would continue and continue and continue and they would never go anywhere. Uh, they would, yeah, they would stay there forever. Now they cannot understand. So... There were a lot of people on the internet that says, look, um, I don't want to remove the Mughals from history. I need to, I want to know everything that the Mughals did, including their wars, their genocide, their, their, their disgusting occupation. Um, I want to know everything. The thing is, we can't put everything in, in the school textbook. We can't. There's not enough space. We've got so much of history that you cannot put it. You have to do your own homework. Uh, but So you will have to you know, reduce it to a, a bare minimum, and you have to make space for others. Um, and there's so much to learn. So 
you know, they're probably each one is going to get a, a really small mention in some way or the other. Uh, but if you want to put everything of the Mughals, you're looking at all their genocides for 300 years, 150 years of their occupation. You're looking at the Delhi Sultanate, you're looking at the economics, you're looking at the invasions, you're looking at uh, further history, Islamic history, the Mopla genocide, you're looking at the Congress genocide uh, after in 1948, after Gandhi died, you're looking at all the riots that they created, uh, the history on Kashmir, the genocide of the pundits in, in Kashmir, the ethnic cleansing, you have, you're looking at all of that. There is not going to be space for all of that. You have to, you have to start giving um, space to others. But the Congress and their ecosystem is so absolutely so uh, scared that their lies are going to come to the surface, that they are in full-fledged panic for just a couple of chapters. I mean, it's not that they're going to be removed. And you should see the rhetoric on, on, on the internet. One person says, um, one person says, um, uh, the children are going to be asked, who, who made the Taj, who built the, the Taj Mahal? Uh, uh, Yogi. Yogi did not build the Taj Mahal. That was a sarcastic remark. And then you have laugh, laugh, laugh as an emoji over there. Yogi didn't build the Taj Mahal. And we know that the Mughals didn't build the Taj Mahal. We know that the Taj Mahal was bought by Sajahan. And he buried his wife there less than six months after she died. Or six months. Um, and so there's no way... She was buried on the seventh floor of a monument that uh, that he bought and he then bring down and built again. Um, he he couldn't have bought down an old monument, built it again, seven floors and and put her there in six months. No way. So he bought that monument. That monument existed way before, uh, you know, a, a good thousand years before um, they came to. Um, before the moguls even existed and and so no there's no way that moguls built the taj mahal and it's not yogi who built the taj mahal but these are the sarcastic remarks of the license raj and the ecosystem and the the twitter mania um all factory worker uh, factory worker generation uh, indoctrinated by the factory by this factory worker uh, education system and and you have the you have the um, ideologues on, on TV and the journalists who are protecting it they, they don't want to they cannot understand that this factory worker system of license watch education has has destroyed us but they are so insistent on, on keeping it because this is what they know they only know and they have come to be brainwashed to absolutely despise our Vedic civilization they are so ashamed of our Vedic civilization that they cannot see beyond their nose so they are on, the, on and on on TV creating a political storm for a couple of chapters. I mean, I don't know what they would say uh, to all that was, was skipped in our textbook. So if you want to publish something, why don't you publish? If you want to learn something, there's so much to learn. Um, so let's take an example. Um, if you take a look at uh, at um, just a few a, a few samples, okay, we're not going to go too much into detail because there's so much. We've got over here. Um, we've got. Uh, just give me a minute here. I'm trying to find this. I had it saved over here. Um, 
official the way as okay so uh you have the big ben okay the big ben in london co- uh, constructed in england in 1858 it tilts to 2.26 degrees we have the tower of pisa in italy built in 1264 okay uh, it it tilts 3.99 degrees from its main axis we have the tower of sasin uh sorry tower of surhasen s u u r h u s s h u s e n uh built in uh germany in 1450 tilting to 5.2 degrees from its axis okay then you have the temple of bridva brihadeshwar in tamil nadu constructed in 1200 ad uh and it's not tilting one single degree or point of a degree it is perfectly straight how did our ancestors build that is it there in our textbooks no it's not in our textbooks it's absolutely not there in our textbooks but why did the congress omit it are they going to take their responsibility are they going to take their responsibility and say look we made a mistake it's all we want to say we want to hear they we made a mistake we made a mistake we did not do it well the education system okay was not up to par was a factory worker system for its time it generated during um the nehru era it was it was updated but not to power and it's still the backward system we apologize for this we take full responsibility and we are willing to go ahead and do do what we can to uh, improve it so they would bring back people from the other side into the center but now we are two polar opposites because we are absolutely angry that the congress only built their their the education system around their world banks so around their world banks the christian world banks okay and the uh, the islamic world banks the muslim world banks they left out everything that did not suit their politics and their hungry lust for power um and left out 99% of our vedic civilization and so you're going to have people coming from uh, you know reacting from the other side saying well we want our civilization back we want to learn our civilization we want to teach our civilization no but they want to put in the 2002 riots they don't want to say the 2002 riots in godra are, are um an extension of the riots that have happened in godra since 1947 they don't want to say that they do not want to say that the rights in godra were stemmed by burning of a train and burnt by some congress uh, people who were in the congress and they're sitting in jail they've been condemned by the high the supreme court they don't want to say that they will not talk about the mopla rights they will not talk about the rights that they committed in bihar uh the congress committed in bihar they will not talk about the uh, homes who put down the uh who who kept the moguls at bay um for 700 years but they want to talk about their mogul empire so that we are brainwashed enough to submit continue submit submitting in colonial uh fashion uh subjugation to their rhetoric and to their uh power and we give them votes forever and ever here's something that uh, was left out something very simple okay let's take uh let's take uh 
aeronautics. Do you know that there's a book, uh, there is an ancient book written 7,000 years ago approximately called the Vaimanika Shastra. It's uh, the book on the science of uh, aeronautics. Have we even even heard about this? I've never heard about this. I mean, I've read it afterwards. But the Vaimanika Shastra is a book written 7,000 years ago on the science of aeronautics. Um, they, it was decoded, okay, in 1938, Hitler sent some of his scientists on an expedition to India, okay, to, to get people who understood Sanskrit. And they got someone called uh, Danibat Vishwa Nath Shastri, if I'm getting it right, I apologize, was invited to Germany due to his Vedic and Sanskrit knowledge, and so that he could decode Sanskrit texts, because they knew that the ancients, ancient Sanskrit texts had knowledge about ancient um, Vimans, okay? Through this knowledge and decoding, the Germans created the V1 rocket in World War II, or the buzz bomb was developed, okay? Uh, and that's how they got this knowledge, and they produced the bombs and the, and, and the, and the machines that they did, because they decoded it from Vedic text. Uh, China also has started to decode them because they wanted to understand ancient uh, China, uh, ancient Indian technology because they want to surpass the world and they want to be the number one in the world. They want to be the boss of the world like, um, like America. They want to take over America's position. Uh, so they're decoding Indian texts. Are we allowed to speak Sanskrit? Sanskrit is a, is a devil's language. It's considered the devil's language right now. Urdu passes before that. Hindi passes before that. Latin and European languages produced before that. But we are, our own, we are giving up our civilization. Do we have the right to keep it? Who the hell is a licensed Raj Gandhi uh, lineage family, uh, a caste family of, of Gandhis going to tell us that, look... Uh, you should not learn Sanskrit. Where is it? In, where, why was it never in our textbooks? Um, so in Chandigarh University, there were uh, some manuscripts found, and um, these manuscripts uh, were discovered, and the Chinese got a hold of them um, um, to translate them. Um, the Chinese government decoded them to realize that it contained information to produce interstellar spacecrafts, meaning interplanetary ships, spaceships. So you can take this and you can go from one planet to the other, uh, one system to the other. Um, and so that were the Vimanas of its time, okay? Um, you have, for most people who think, who, who invented the aircraft? Well, uh, the aeroplane, well, people think it's the Wright brothers. But, my dear friends, listen to this. There was a, a, a man from Maharashtra, Shivkar Bapuji Talpare, who was born in 1964 and died in, sorry, born in 1864, died in 1916, was the first man to create an unmanned aircraft and flew 1,500 feet above the ground. Okay, um, 
He was an Indian instructor in the JJ School of Arts in Mumbai, but he was also uh, knowledgeable about Sanskrit. He lived in Mumbai, and he claimed to have constructed and flown an unmanned, heavier-than-air aircraft in 1895. Um, but there are no accounts. There's no proof of it, of this. It exists. No reliable historical records. So basically, the English were the boss at the time. You think they're going to? give him credit no they gave the Wright brothers credit obviously but this knowledge was was known to our Sanskrit ancestors um, and it was decoded by by uh, Shivkar Babuji Talpade and his unmanned aircraft uh, was flown over Bombay's Chaupati beach let me let, let's get this straight my friends we have Hindi movies on the Chaupati beach but we don't know no one knows has ever heard of Shivkar Babuji um, some accounts say it never existed, um, but his aircraft was reputed to fly to have flown to a height of 1500 feet, um, and obviously, uh, the uh, uh, the Europeans and NASA have have uh, started a petition to deny this knowledge and say oh this is just uh this is just uh you know mythology hindu mythology it's not real it it never works uh this aircraft i'm sure will never fly and um they have done everything to put it down and say oh well it's some right wing uh outfit but what's wrong with being right wing if you're okay with left wing why is wrong to be left right wing i mean if you're going to push someone to one direction you don't understand that your basis of science is that your frequencies you're going to create an equal and opposite uh, um and an opposite reaction which means only one thing that if you are, have any intelligence whatsoever you would come to the center and say well okay there is some data can we give credit to the people but no the europeans and nasa want to take to take uh credit for for themselves only everything is them they are the proof through the way the life and so as a result of which they were they um bought this down they censored it um in the absence of evidence of its construction is attributed to the censorship of the british raj my dear friends we know where that one's going um uh the hindi news channel z news aired a priest right brothers wrong tay the Wright brothers were wrong. The segment claimed that the Talpadi's aircraft was the first modern aircraft in the world and it was the first drone. Um, of course, um, other people, uh, people who allied with NASA and, and uh, the European powers and the American powers did everything to say, nope, uh, um, it didn't happen. There was an uh, Indian-American, Ram Prasad Gandhiram, a scientist working for NASA, who described the paper as pseudoscience, my friend. So th there's plenty of energies to put India down and to keep India's uh, population away from the knowledge of their ancestors. Why? So that she never rises above the status quo, the 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 uh, Abrahamic empires, the colonial relics of empires, the Abrahamic and the Islamic will take the knowledge, use it, apply it to them, and then take uh, take uh, um, take credit for it and say, "Oh, look, this is our civilization. We 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 took it." So, um, on a footnote, there um, the Nazis who lost the war. 
uh, were obviously killed and taken taken as hostage. Uh, the Americans came in on a special operation and took the Nazi scientists and the Russians came in at the same time in the dead of the night and gave those scientists, took those scientists to their respective countries and said, if you do not give us your knowledge uh, and transfer to us for our space mission, uh, we will kill you. So if you want another chance at life, if you want to be... Um, if you want to be absolved of your crimes, you have to translate and give all your knowledge uh, to us and so that we can use it. So the space missions that is that people think is NASA and the space missions that they think that uh, the Soviet cosmonauts are actually uh, space missions created by Nazi scientists, my friend. Nazi scientists created these space missions uh, from... Um, in order to get a second chance at life, uh, that's what who, who was really behind it was a German space mission that was uh, continued by the Nazis in America and Germany and on on the quiet, obviously. And from those space missions, um, you get the uh, the you know the internet and so on and so forth today created for the military, for the American military. And the American military then decoded it and then gave it to the public, the general public. But all our phone technology and all of that comes from this, um, comes from the American military. And the American military uh, created all of this from the Nazi scientists in World War II lost the war. And the Nazi scientists, my dear friend, got it from decoded Sanskrit texts where there's proof and information about interstellar space spacecrafts, not uh, local, uh, not just ordinary spacecrafts. In that, those spacecrafts, and you could also get it online if you'd like. The book is called... Um, the book is called... Um, Vaimana, Vaimanika Shastra. It's online. I will put a link on my podcast, Vaimanika Shastra or Science of um, Aeronautics uh, by Maharash, Maharishi Bharadwaj. I think he's the one who translated it. Uh, but it's fantastic. The different types of aircrafts propelled by different uh, uh, energy systems, uh, some solar. They knew about solar energy then. Um, and and different uh, propellers for different energy systems it's absolutely amazing um take a look at it if you want there is the rukma vimana um there is um different types of vimanas over here it is uh, it, it is amazing um there is the sundra vimana there is I can go on forever. Tripura Rimana. There's the electric power generator. They had electric power over there. Um, like I said, Tripura. Shakuna Rimana. Different propeller systems for each. Um, and, and the drawings are all over there. You can see it on that. You can download it and I will give you the link. Please do it. What is important is that they had glass and mirrors. Now, why did the, the Congress not put this in our textbooks is the question. Well, look, um, 
and and they base their education system around their allies and the and the Mughal rule and the Islamic rule. Well, because you know the Mughals, the Islam takes credit for everything that is science in today's world. Everything that science is, oh well, guess what? You know we invented it. Islam invented it. Islam invented it, and no one has the courage to say anything. And they literally just you know keep their mouth shut and 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 continue. Uh, they keep their mouth shut and absolutely continue down that road. And, and say, yes, yes, it's of course, because they're scared of being Islamophobic. But in reality, um, Islam didn't invent uh, anything. They translated it. And so did the Christians. Uh, so they say they invented uh, um, um, glass. They invented uh, mirrors. They invented so that the, the specs, the, the, the specs that we have today, the glasses that we use today are because of Islam. It was not for Islam it would, that we would not have glasses. My dear friend, in the Vimana, in the Vaimanika sh- Shastras, you, there is notes about mirrors. There's notes about a gla- uh, um, you know, um, a glass. There's notes about... Um, computer-like uh, um, technology, it's all there in the Shastras. Why did the Congress not talk to, about it? Because it would not suit their uh, political alliance partner. So they built their, their entire uh, education system around uh, their um, vote banks in order to give, get us to subjugate. Now, who, which group of people would degrade and deny your own heritage in order for power? Why would you ha- uh, not like your heritage? If it made mistakes, you're there to clean it and, and carry on and, and heal. But why would you just say, put it down in the garbage and right away? Because you, 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 you don't even care about this country. The Congress never cared about this country. They wanted power. They were not even, I don't think they were Dharmic people. They were, I don't know who, they probably were aliens. They absolutely were aliens in my book. I mean, that's the long and the short of the story. They, they wrote their secular ideology and they stood behind it, behind the scenes. It was all about destroying the Vedic civilization to replicate it with what suited their agenda. And today they're crying and they're going hate speech and hate speech and bigots and all the nasty words but they are to blame for this debacle and they unless they take their responsibility they're not going to get equal opportunity so it's important to have this conversation that yes it's okay to remove the moguls from our textbooks it's just a few chapters there's a lot to be put into our textbooks um there's a lot to be added, a lot to be taught, a lot of a mindset to change and, and to be proud of our Vedic civilization. There's a lot to be put on on the positive side. And yes, you can go on the negative side, but you want to be positive as much as possible and make sure that the generations to come do not dwell on this uh, socialist uh, factory worker system um, and, and inspired and fired up to, to rise to a better level, to another level and, and take this, this land of our ancestors that we all love very much uh, to the greatest of heights and that of our ancestors. On that note, I leave you today. I thank you so much for your time. We will be back tomorrow and I hope you have a great, great day. Cheers and stay safe. <laughs>